Father, we come before you. We love you. Um, We ask today that you would let us feel your presence heavily here. Um, Lord, I just thank you for each uh, girl that is here, a mom or maybe not a mom, um, that has come. And thank you for just a break in our day to listen to your word. Um, I lift up everyone here, Lord, and and I don't assume that um, we all know you really well. And so I pray that we would be um, filled with your truth and that if we don't know you, Lord, some may be even coming and being introduced to you for the first time. So I pray that you would bless this time. I pray that you would um, speak only the words through me that you want to say and um, then that we might be changed because we've been with you. In the name of your precious Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, well, I'm really excited to be here. I, can't, I didn't hear Angela if she said anything about my family or anything. So I'll tell you that um, my name is Jill Moore, and I'm married to Doug. And we have two kids, um, and they're a little bit older probably than some of y'all's. I have a 12-year-old boy, Benson, and an 8-year-old daughter, Brooke. And so not very long ago, I was in your shoes, and um, I do remember it very well. And so I'm really excited to just um, be here and talk about one of my favorite, favorite things, which is managing time and priority setting, and um, hopefully it will be of some help to you. And I was looking around on the Internet, of course, and I found this just like great list of things that will help you and me. Time-saving tips for busy moms. It says, 13 things to do to make your life organized. Can you hear me over here, like when I turn my head? Not experienced with the microphone. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to rattle this list off to you and see what you think. Get organized. Find your time wasters. Write things down. Keep a calendar and a planner. Keep a notepad by your phone. Designate certain days for certain activities. Buy things in bulk. Teach your child to be an extra set of hands. Finish what you start. Review your priorities. Make a file system. Have a reading pile. And there were just things on this list, just very practical um, words from the world about how to organize our lives. Um, And they work. And I have done probably most of them and do some of them now. Um, But I just thought, you know, what does God have to say? And from the words of our Savior's mouth uh, in John, he says, Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. And this is the best part here. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Even if you have a list of 40 things that you follow, apart from Christ, you can do nothing. Um, So you might be asking, why do we really even need to talk about time and priorities? Um, You know, what's the big deal? about those, and I, I kind of thought about three different reasons why we might want to do that. Um, and one is that our time is a gift from Him, and we most of us know that, um, but we we do, we might not always think of it that way. So our time is a gift from Him. And Proverbs ninety twelve um, says, "Teach us to make the most of our time, so that we may grow in wisdom." And First Corinthians four two says, "Now a person who is put in charge." As a manager, must be faithful. Um, And I know that I'm a manager and you're a manager of your home, um, so we must be faithful. 
The second thing I thought of is that God desires peace for us. And his word allows us to enjoy the benefits of peace if we read it and live it. Um, Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. We can create that with his help. And then in Proverbs 14.30, A heart at peace gives life to the body. Um, And then the third reason really is that we are models for our kids um, in creating this life of peace and in living by God's word. So it's important that we keep that in mind. Your kids are watching you, um, even with little bitty eyes. As they grow, you're going to be the one that they model their life after. Um, So our goal in parenting, not to raise an obedient child, which, yes, that's great and wonderful, but to raise a healthy adult and an adult that will want to love and please the Lord. So my hope today is to encourage you to be able to share with you some of the things that God shared with me at the time that my kids were little and that he continues to share with me um, and what he has to say about how we spend our time. I don't have this down. I don't have it uh, all together at all. So he keeps me dependent on him every day, and I just want to encourage you that he will do the same for you, sometimes even hourly. He keeps me dependent on him for his leading. Um, I found that in his word he gives me guidance and direction here about time and about what he wants me to be doing at the moment. Um, So we can allow him to order our our days and prioritize our days, and then we can experience the, the abundant life that he really has for us. I'm going to try to stay with your outline. Um, I might get off a time or two. And then also, I just want to let you know, we're going to do, um, this thing is bugging me, sorry. We're going to do um, questions at the end, question and answer kind of time. So if you think of something you want to write down and ask at the end, that's great. Okay, um, I talked about the verse in a little bit in John 10. I came that they have, may have life and have it to the full. So let's talk about what that, how, how we can have that full life. And I think one huge thing is practicing priorities, God's priorities. Um, Ecclesiastes 8 says, In the wise heart will know the proper time and procedure, for there is a proper time and procedure for every matter. Um, as we look at Jesus and we um, may be trying to follow his example, He lived that kind of life. We can live the same kind of life, balanced um, life that he did if we order our lives in a way that is pleasing to him. So, And that really is our purpose, is to um, live our life and enjoy him and worship him all at the same time and follow him. So how do we do that? Well, we look to him for the plan um, for our days. And let's look at what his word has to say about priorities. And I think one of the best verses... Um, that illustrates his uh, heart for our priorities is in Matthew 5. Um, You may have heard it before. You may not have. It says, you are the light of the world. And I have read this verse many times or this little passage and not really gotten out of it what I got this time. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Uh, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Um, and to me, in the house is really important here because it really tells us our first focus is within those four walls um, of our home. At least that's what he laid on my heart. And then it goes on to say, in the same way, let your light shine before men um, 
after inside the house before men, so that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So he keeps us in, hi friend, he keeps us in our home to focus on our priorities there and then talks about outside of our home. Um, <clears throat> so that's the first indication to me that focusing in is a good thing and then out. Um, from this and other scripture that's consistent, I think, throughout the Bible, we can start to see um, his heart and his plan for us as moms and women. So I'll start. Um, I'm kind of going to just go down the list of what I feel like and what I've learned. Um, I think the Bible is saying about how we should be thinking, prioritizing. Um, the Bible says, uh, that God is our first priority, our love for him, our relationship with him, and then loving him and following him with a whole heart is what I wrote for the first priority that I believe he has for us. He's to have first place in our hearts and in our lives. <clears throat> and in Matthew 22, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Matthew 6 says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So he's going to give us everything we need. That's pretty cool. If you're like me, um, and I do this now in my stage of life, and when I was young and had kids that were little, I needed a lot, and I didn't know where to get it. Uh, I, was, I knew that he, I just didn't know the practical ways of um, allowing him to come into my days and give me peace. And so this really helps me when I, when I look at Matthew 6. Um, but what does this look like? And I think it looks like time alone with him. Um, and I know that it's hard to carve this out. It's hard for me to carve it out, and it's, I know that it's hard for you. So um, I think he really, I know that he desires to spend time with us, but this is the very most important thing I think we can talk about today is our time with him, is our time getting to know him, because we can't follow him if we don't know him. Um, and I, I'm amazed that the, the strength that he gives. Okay, so, and you may have been taught this already, but just it never, I think, is um, a problem to repeat. Just quiet on your knees or in your chair or in prayer with him in that constant conversation so he can fill your heart with this truth. Um, and we know that studying his word is worth it. And I'm amazed, really, at the relevance when I study a certain passage that it has to my week or it has to my day or even a song on the radio yesterday. He gave me just the words I needed on 635 in a song. So just seeking him out. I mean, he's there and he's ready to talk to us. Um, as you carve out this time, I'm going to say at the beginning of the day, um, we're not all morning people, but I did a study this summer, or last summer actually, with Beth Moore, and she said we are not always morning people, but she believes the Bible says that Jesus was a morning person and that God is a morning person. Um, so much scripture on that morning time says, come to me and, you know, I'll lay it all out before me in the morning. And I have some of that written down here for later. Um, as you carve out the time, I think if you're trying to get up before Everyone in your house, it's going to be really early for a lot of you, and for me too. Um, but you'll grow to crave it, and you'll grow to treasure it, um, and just allow yourself to be nurtured by God, because he's there waiting to do that, longs to spend time with you. 
Um, I have a funny video to show you about what we kind of hope our time with him does not look like. You might have seen it. Um, it's not a woman. It's a guy. But it's really um, kind of a reminder about how not to do it, maybe. Okay, Matt, are you ready? Sorry, I'm late. Work was crazy today. No, don't get up. It's okay. I uh, just got a little bit behind. People are being crazy, you know. That's no problem, Chuck. I'm just glad. No, I'm glad I made it, too. Listen, let's get down to business. I have a lot of work here. A lot of requests. First things first, pastor and his wife are at a conference. Keep them safe. Um, but, uh, I'm not a fan of the assistant pastor. The less he preaches, the better. Uh, what else? Ralph, his wife, is getting a tattoo removed. It's a stupid college party way back when. You know how those things go. It's in a real painful spot. I'm not a fan of football here, but my friend is. And if I could have two tickets to take him to show him how cool I am so he'd be my friend some more, that'd be great. My dog nibbles. He has a gimp leg. Chimney crickets. You know, now that I'm thinking, I could use a new jacket. I'm getting fuzzies all in this one. Please bless my sister, my mother, my father. Our father who art in heaven, my neighbor. Cindy, hallowed be thy name. Can you sort of train my church to clap on two and four, please? One and three, this is not disco, people. This is serving the Lord. The guy who brings in my shopping cart from the thing. Something I can do to get a raise. Can you read what I wrote here? I think I was, <laughs> I was dreaming. But the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Agriculture, the Secretary of Secretaries, bless their secretaries, thy kingdom, thy kingdom come. And that's what bothers me about my mother. Hey, look at the time there. That's, uh, uh got to get going there. Jesus going to wrap this up and say amen. Amen. Uh... It's been a pleasure praying with you. It's fine evening. I'll be talking with you. Have a good day. Okay. So do you ever feel like that's what happens? Um, as Jesus spent time with alone with his father, he modeled for us that he wants us to do the same with him. Um, and he will transform us over and over, over time to be more and more like him. Um, and I would just say, too, that if it's difficult for you to carve out the time, um, raise your hand. Yeah, it's hard. Um, it's worth it. But I think as, as young moms, um, we need, I'm not really young, but we need to pray that he'll open up that time for us. And pray that he will say that he will make it obvious to us and then that we will respond um, by just stopping what we're doing and going to meet with him okay so then the second thing I think um, that the Bible teaches us is to love help and serve our husband so you might notice that God would be up there at the very top and then the very next person the first human is your husband if you're married um, God made us and created us to be that helper for our husband just right for him and we are to put really his interests before those of anyone else um, I think when you're when you're going to teach on something you have uh, lots of opportunity to experience that probably during the week that you're preparing so yesterday so I was like okay this is a good story I can tell it if it's going to happen so 
Yesterday, I'm uh, kind of getting down to the end of my time that was available to to prepare for today, and um, everybody went off to school, and I had just carved out this perfect amount of time. I just had lots of hours, and then it got down. It got down to like one hour left, and I wasn't really finished with what I wanted to do. So the phone rang. My mom is here today. She was actually sitting there with me when this happened, and my husband was on the other line, on the other end, and he said, well, um, a funny thing happened to me this morning, and I was like, oh, gosh, what does this mean? You know, this is probably going to be something that I need to do for him right now, maybe. And I uh, hope you didn't hear that in my voice, but he actually had been going to get a cup of coffee and had his window down, and it, he heard this crash kind of inside the door, and uh, the window had shattered, so he we went to roll it up, and it was just yucky all over the place. But he had to go out of town yesterday. He had to go to the airport, and... So he could not drive his car, his truck, to the airport and leave it there like that. So I'm gathering in my mind. I, I said, okay, so what, what time are you need to be at the airport? And, of course, he needed to be there beto- between the time that I was talking to him and the time that my kids got out of school, which is in about 45 minutes. So there went my time that I thought to uh, pre- finish preparing. So anyway, long story short, a practical way to look at your priorities. I had a commitment at school at the same time that I actually was able to get out of it because it was raining. I had a commitment to you guys, you know, to finish. And then here he is on the phone, which is my number two priority. Um, So, long story short, I got to drive him to the airport. And if I hadn't, it was going to be a girl from his office. And so I was like, I think I better be the one to drive you to the airport. (laughs) And I was blessed. And, of course, God gave me the time I needed yesterday after all. So he will give us... um, practical experience when we need it. So anyway, back to the husband. I think um, a great place to look for a model in putting our husband first is in Proverbs 31. You may know about this woman in Proverbs 31. The first relationship that is mentioned uh, that's human in her life is also that with her husband. She has many relationships, but she does put him above all others. Uh, The verse says her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. And, y'all, this is hard. It's hard to put our husbands above our kids. Um, We spend more time with our kids, so most likely we do. Um, But don't let this, you know, get backwards in your life if you can help it. Practical ways to put him first. Um, Pray. I wrote down to pray daily for him. Find a scripture that he needs. Um, that you don't have to tell him about it, but just find something that you know that he needs prayer for right out of the word and just start praying it for him, okay? It's better than nagging. It's better than uh, talking to him about it, really, is just praying that for him. A great blessing to pray is from Numbers 6, 24 through 6, and that's the one that says, um, May the Lord bless you and keep you, protect you, and make his face shine upon you and give you his peace. We can also plan daily for our husbands. Um, Do you know his love language? Have you heard about that? And do you know how he feels loved the very best way? Um, Special kindnesses that we can do for them. Something little to pick up from the store for them. Um, The meal that they really like. Um, Kind of going out of our way just to think about them and plan daily for them. Um, Also, a good thing is to ask him every morning, you know, what... This is kind of awkward even for me, and I've been doing it for a lot of years. What do you need me to do for you today? Um, Or how can I make your life easier today? I mean, it does get easier, and and they start to expect you to 
to ask them that. And they will depend on you for a lot of things if we can open up our, um, our hearts and ask them that. And then make sure you do it. If he, tells you, if he asks you to do one thing, uh, my forte is to forget that one thing. Uh, but I'm getting better. <clears throat> we can also prepare daily for them. Um, a key time, as you know, is when they get home. Um, if you can and I can freshen myself up. Um, I remember when my kids were little, I'd be like, come in here and let me comb your hair. And that, it just kind of made everything better. Come in here, we picked up toys. Um, kind of now, I, I, I need to clear visitors out of my house nicely, you know, at about 6 o'clock. Uh, if a neighbor is over, um, I try to stay off the phone if I know he's about to drive up. One great thing that I've asked him to do is give me a call on his way home. He doesn't really know why I want him to do that. It used to be when my kids were little, and maybe this would work for you, that we could kind of talk over, you know, little issues maybe that I had had with them, with the kids, so that when he came in, he was aware of what was going on. He kind of, he didn't walk into an unknown world that evening. But now it works because I can kind of wrap things up. I can kind of, you know, tidy up a little and kind of actually pray, Lord, let me have great words, you know, or let me just be sweet when he gets here. So that's a great practical way to try and love him and prepare for him to get home. It makes peace. Um, And then it also kind of, if your heart is calm, you might not be just quick to hand that baby off right when he gets home. Um, Because, you know, they're tired. The guys are tired when they get home. And, yes, they want to see the kids, but they want to see you too. So anyway, I just wrote down show and tell. Show him that you love him and tell him that you love him. Maybe put on some music, too. That helps with the peace thing. The next priority you probably can gather is going to be our kids, our children. Loving, teaching, and discipling our kids. Um, Lately, I've been studying in my Bible study about Moses. And I was known this story my whole life, but I really did not realize um, how important his time with his mom was. And I also didn't realize that after she had placed him in the basket um, in the water to be protected from the order that the Pharaoh had given, she um, was able to have him back for a number of years and nurse him. And at that time, they're thinking, you know, four or five years old. I know that's a long time to nurse, but um, I think it means that until he got bigger. So from three to five years, he did live with his mom and dad. And Jochebed was his mom's name. And Jochebed took those three to five years were really the only time in his early life that Moses was taught about God because he was about to go live in the palace where he was not going to be raised in a God-honoring place at all. In fact, they had many things they worshipped and none of them were God. So I imagine that she took um, full advantage of this time, making the very most of, her, of the days with her son. Um, and, you, and you may know that he turned out to be a great man of God. So those early years, you know, super, super important, and they can shape the person um, that the child will be. <clears throat> Our children flourish when we give them the love and the time and the teaching that they need. We, um, I just stuck in like a little warning here because I experienced this myself. It's so, so easy, and I said this before, as the kids get older and the years go by, to begin to place them first in our lives above our husbands and even above ourselves, too. 
um, which they are really above ourselves. They're not above our husbands. So think of it as I was taught years ago that our children are a welcome addition into our already established family, the family being you and your husband. That's a family to God. Um, and we bring these kids in, these sweet, sweet children, um, and they will benefit most when they are in the place in our hearts where God designed for them to be. Um, like I said, may, you do spend more waking hours probably with them than you do your husband. Um, but we, we don't want that to get upside down. They I, will be most happy when they see Mommy putting Daddy and God first. If you're a person like me, and I think I have some friends in the room like this, um, you may be task-driven, and you may be a real worker um, at home, which is what we are called to be. I had a really hard time just sitting down and playing with my kids. Um, they really didn't ask me to do that, but I knew that that was helpful and healthy for them. So it was really hard for me to sit down and play and not have you know another thing that I'm doing here on the side. Um, so I think, you know, we need to guard against that. I will tell you from experience, play now. Play now because you will wish you had if you didn't. And I wish I had played more. Um, and so I play now. I try to play more now. It's bigger games, but, but we're still playing. Um, and it's still hard for me. There will always be chores to do. There will always be projects to get done. Um, and a, a dear friend and mentor of mine told me two weeks ago when um, – I told her I was coming here, and she said, just tell them that they can do that stuff later. They, there's going to be years after the last one goes to school um, that they can do those projects if they're not finding the time now, but to play, play, play. And they will love the times that they have you all to themselves. Um, a big challenge for me now, and probably for you too, is to be all there with them and, and kind of disconnect ourselves from the cell phone and the computer. Um, we had a little presentation at our school not long ago, and the, the grade was, I think, fourth grade or third grade, and it, it was a Mother's Day thing. And a dear friend of mine, and we laughed about this, but I know it was kind of heart-wrenching for her, was that they had written a little poem, and in the poem it said something like, I don't know, Mom, I don't know if you remember what it said, something like, uh, my mom always, or something, my mom always, and it said, is talking on the phone. And so, I mean, you know, you want to giggle at that, but you also don't want them to be um, thinking that they're not ever really the first priority. So my good friend tells me wherever you are, be all there. And so that, I think that's a great thing to remember with our kids. Next down the list is loving and caring for our home in order to provide a quality life for our family. Keep in mind, we're still in the four walls here. We've moved from humans to atmosphere. Um, keeping order and taking care of belongings, creating a warm and welcoming and peaceful atmosphere is part of God's plan for us as wives and moms. And straight from the mouth of my mom, we really do create the tone in our home. We really are a powerful force. Um, within our four walls, and who we are is really who our what our home is about. Um, and when the tone is one of love, then 
the kids will be drawn there, our husbands will be drawn there, and people will be drawn there as well. Um, the book of Titus teaches us to be busy at home, and we can see this modeled again by the woman in Proverbs 31. It says she watches over the affairs of her household. She sets about her work vigorously and does not eat the bread of idleness. That doesn't mean not to rest, though. Next, um, turning our attention to ourselves after we've kind of taken care of everyone else. Um, This is so important, developing myself so that I have something to give others. We're often tempted to overlook um, the importance of taking care of us. It's not selfish. It means um, keeping ourselves healthy and rested and caring about ourselves physically and spiritually and emotionally. Um, And it really may mean taking a nap. And it really may mean taking a nap regularly. Um, If you know you need it, do it. Uh, in our culture, it's a real challenge, I think, to slow down and to just carve out downtime. Quiet space on your calendar seems like it needs to be filled, um, but not always. When we're weary, most of the time we just can't give our uh, others our best. So know yourself. Um, I need to know myself. I need to know my limits. And I need to be listening for God's little nudging and saying, you know what? Stop. You need to go to bed. Stop. Don't do another load of laundry. You just sit, you know. So um, be kind to yourself. I need to be kind to myself, too, and and listen to that whisper. Because God really wants to use us for his best plans, and we want to be in the shape to be used by him. So when we've paid close attention now to our our husbands and, obviously, God, and to inside the four walls, um, he loves for us to be able to serve his people. So that is kind of the last on the list, um, loving and serving God's people. Not that it's not important at all, because we know that God's heart is one of service for us. God has tons of opportunities for us to give ourselves in order to show love for others, and this includes our parents, our siblings, our extended family, our neighbors, um, hobbies and social engagements, and then any ministry opportunities we might have. They're going on all around us, as you know, and it's a big pull a big force to pull us out of that house so there's a time for that for sure um i think um we we learn from the bible about god's heart of hospitality jesus's heart of hospitality so definitely a huge huge priority to him um romans 12 be devoted to one another in brotherly love honor one another above yourselves Share with God's people who are in need and practice hospitality. So God does remind us here, I believe, to put a greater importance on people than we do on things or on tasks. This is really hard for me to do um, because I am a driven, task-driven. I told you that earlier. Um, So I have to pray, Lord, you know, put that in the right place in my life and then make me um, a minister and a server to others. Okay, so just to wrap up, we can think back again on the list of priorities. My God, my husband, my children, my home, my spiritual growth, my ministry activities, and my other activities. Let's say it one more time. My God, my husband, my children, my home, my spiritual growth, my ministry activities, and my other activities in that order. God usually... Now, okay, don't hear me saying that... Until everything's perfect at home, you can't go and do the other things. I think God, in in my day, he sprinkles some of all of these um, each day. And so 
a great thing to do is to pray to him in the morning, Lord, show me how I can love and serve you today. Show me how I can love and serve Doug today. Show me how I can love and serve my kids. And then down the list, it's just a kind of a great perspective to start the day with. So what do we learn from God's word about priorities? I think we can clearly see that ordering our priorities God's way allows us to live a life that is pleasing to him, that is peaceful for us, and that is attractive to others for his purposes. And the others I'm talking about here do include our kids. Um, How fortunate and blessed they'll be if we are moms who live our lives according to God's plan and his priorities and order our days under his authority. So as you consider your own priorities, um, what changes will you make? What changes will I make? Um, What would he want me to change? He promises to be faithful and show us the answer to those questions when we ask him. So we'll think about that. Okay, I'm going to make a confession now. Um, Another confession. I am definitely a recovering perfectionist. Um, And my mom reminded me yesterday, God does not make perfectionists. And he doesn't. He makes driven people who become perfectionists if they're not careful. Um, He continues to refine me every day, I think, in this area and has been teaching me for many years now that the driven part is part of my makeup um, and a part that he loves, but that he'll create the balance if I will let him. Um, So when I seek him as I go throughout the day, I'm, I'm practicing that every day, hopefully. Some days are better than others. The second kind of um, thing I wanted to talk about was actual time management. Um, so we've done priorities, and now planning for peace is what I titled it, talking about how we actually do this time management thing. Um, Psalm 90:12 is precious and actually written by Moses. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. As moms and managers of our homes, um, we have really great opportunity to create the peaceful atmosphere we've been talking about, not only in our homes, but in our hearts as well. Psalm 34 teaches us that if we want to live a life that is prosperous in God's eyes, we will search for peace and work to maintain it. Who doesn't want peace in your home and in your heart? For sure. So what are the ways we search for peace and and maintain the peace for ourselves and our family? And I think definitely managing our time well is one huge key. And the Bible has so much to say about the precious gift of time God's given us. I read this week that there are over 400 verses in the Bible about time. So we know that it's super, super important to God how we use it. And on the back, I think, of your handout, I... I didn't write out the verses, but I found a good many of verses for you and for me on time and, and priorities. And so I thought, well, you have the, the reference, and so maybe in your time with the Lord you can meditate on some of those and look them up and see what they say, because I was quite surprised by some of them I had never read before. Um, remember just in, in how, how we spend our time. It determines the story of our lives and who we, who we become. So in light of this, let's talk about some things we can do um, to make the most of the days. Make the most of the days God gives us. We can pray first. Um, Again, that morning thing. Just kind of waking up in the morning and and praying daily that God will direct our steps. There's a great psalm about this. 143.10 
uh, that I've been praying. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. And then I kind of picture myself, you know, I'm going out on a firm footing for the day. Another prayer, um, kind of at the beginning of the day, sometimes for me, is, Lord, what do you have for me to do today? And what do you have for me to wait to do another day? Because if you're a list maker, you might feel like you have to get your whole list done. But, of course, we know that we don't have to get our whole list done. Um, God's got a a certain plan for that day, and he will definitely tell us if we ask him. We can get up early. Um, We can find lots of encouragement, I think, in the word that points us toward this. Psalm 5 says, In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. So there's really no argument there that it is morning he's talking about. Time alone with the Lord to worship him and ask for his guidance will set my heart on the right path for the day. Um, To kind of go time to go over the day in my mind um, before everyone wakes up is a peaceful way to start. And this may evolve over years for you. If you have kids that get up at 6 to be fed, you may not be able to do this every day, but you might be able to do it some days. Um, to go, uh, I already said that, to go over the day. Praying all day is awesome, and we probably are wanting to do that as we're raising little kids. Um, but time to actually sit at his feet is when we're going to be personally fed by his word and told truth that we need to take with us throughout the day. <clears throat> when you do make it happen... Um, and sit before him, it's really easy to get distracted, I know. And Todd talked about this a little while ago, and I thought it was a great idea, so I started doing it, and it really worked. Not that I doubted that, but he said, just take a little sticky pad in your quiet time. If you, When you're sitting alone with the Lord, and your mind is wandering, oh, I've got to get some eggs at the grocery store, oh, I've got to get some gas, and I just write it down, just write it down, because as soon as it, it's written down, it leaves my brain, and then I can look at it later um, when I'm trying to study God's Word or when I'm just trying to listen to Him. Um, it's hard, because I think the enemy really likes to keep us occupied with other thoughts. We can also um, plan the week and plan the days, but then we it's best, I believe, to hold loosely to those plans. God would definitely want us to um, expect him to change the plans that we've made. So um, I'll get practical. What works for me is to sit down on Sundays. Hopefully our Sundays are restful. Um, Sometimes at our house they are not, but that's an ongoing um, thing that we're working on. But when it is restful, I sit down and I'll just look at the week, and I will plug in the things that don't change over the week, and um, then I will start looking um, at what I need for the week, what the kids need for the week, what Doug needs for the week. And this, it takes about an hour to just really think out. I'm talking meals I'm thinking of. When is the one time I'm going to go to the store? I just kind of have this little list up in the corner of things I know that need to be kind of scheduled in. I visit with my grandmother um, in the week exercising, if I don't put it in there, I won't do it. And sometimes I don't do it even when I do put it in there. But uh, at least it's there, and I can deal with it when I look at it. Um, Errands and just all the notes that I need to write, commitments I've made, I mean, I just list them all down, and that way I don't have to think about them anymore. Um, I'll spare you because I really do get more detailed than that because I truly will forget that it's trash day, and, you know, that's a bad thing. But... um, 
I write it, I just do write it all down. Um, so if you are into that and you would like some more, you know, talk and sharing about, about planning your weeks and planning your days, I'd love to sit down and talk with you about that. Like I said, it is one of my favorite things to do. Um, then I, it, God changes things. I mean, we get our plan and then, um, Rachel and I were talking about this morning. I mean, he changes it. Of course he changes it. He's in charge, and he's the one that knows the very best thing. So can we hold loosely to our plans? And can we say, Lord, this is what I'm thinking, um, but you may be thinking something totally different. Like in my day yesterday, he was thinking something totally different about what was going to happen. Um, a fun story from last week that um, that God changed in my day and created a huge blessing was um, I was meeting with some friends and, and in my community group in the morning, and of course I had my day all planned out in my mind, um, not wanting to impose that on anyone else, but just kind of knowing in my heart what I was hoping to do that day. And um, we finished our, our time together, and the friend who we were at our house, and they've been remodeling. And it was the day that it was time to move all the furniture back in and move all the boxes back into the kitchen and the living room and um it was just her by herself. And, I mean, she, there's no way she could have done that. So I just kind of, in my mind, I was like, Lord, you know, would, am I going to be able to stay and help her? I mean, are you going to work out the rest of my day? I really want to do this. I love decorate and put stuff back where it goes, especially when you have a clean slate. That's really fun. So, um, yeah, he pressed on my heart. You stay. You've got time. You just change your deal. So got to stay and hang out with her and she was so blessed. I was so blessed. And we got so much done at her house. And you know what? I got my stuff done later that day. And it was it was a great picture of him just altering my plans and altering my thinking and then making it really, really fun for both of us. Um, so do you ever feel like God stretches your time and multiplies your time? If you ask him to do that, I think he will. I know he will. He does it for me all the time. And I really think the clock stops. Sometime when I'm not looking at it, it just feels that way. And then he just adds more time um, in his own way, of course. He looks forward to blessing us when we give up our schedule for his. Um, and will we welcome the so-called interruptions when he brings them about and look for his blessing after that? Um, we can plan our meals. I talked a little bit about that. That's just a real practical way to get that out of your mind and not have to worry about it. I'm not doing a very good job of this right now. In fact, I have no idea what we're having for dinner tonight. But it is a good thing to do, and it does make for peace. And um, then you don't have to go to the store, you know, all the time. So it's a good time saver when I can make it happen. Um, we can plan to be at home. Um, as my sweet sister-in-law says, she's a stay-at-home mom who stays at home. Um, she has three little children, and I know that it's a challenge for her to go and do and play and be with friends, um, but she loves to stay at home. You probably have a picture in your mind of your home when you were growing up, and I do too. And I want my kids to remember our home. I want them to think back on it as a place where we spent a lot of time together. So um, we can create that for our children. We put 20, Proverbs 24 to work. By wisdom, a house is built, and through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. When we allow God to create a home for us like this, it's a place we will long to be and our kids will long to be. 
And the, just the last thought I had on managing our time well is kind of taking the evening to to shut it down, um, possibly before our husbands get, get home. This is a challenge for me, but like I said, it's much more peaceful when I'm not doing eight things uh, when he walks in the door. So I kind of have a mental time to cut off the chores, um, which is hard because I want to get them done, but um, not at the expense of my own attitude and crankiness. Um, <clears throat> so not to keep going with the tasks until you go to bed, but um, just using kind of that evening time to think about God's blessings from the day. What did he do for you today? You know, what did he change around that you might not have known needed to be changed around? A great time to rest and reflect on him. And then we can just remember these truths as we try to manage our days. God loves order, and he's not a God of chaos. <clears throat> it's okay to say no. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, by using small bits of time faithfully, we can accomplish lots of things. And then also that time management is not just about staying busy, but it involves really focusing and asking God, what do you have for me to do right now? Um, and then the last truth I thought of is that we do, we do have enough time to do the things that he's called us to do. Do you feel like you don't have enough time? I mean, I feel like that lots of times would have to remind myself of 2 Corinthians 9, 8 that says, And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. That is a huge promise. We can apply it to almost any situation in our lives when we feel overwhelmed. Yes. It's 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Did I not put it on your thing? I'm sorry. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Probably one of the most special verses to me. <clears throat> so, if you feel, and if I feel like I'm overwhelmed and I don't have enough time, I can go to God and say, Lord, you promised that you were going to give me everything I needed and that I would abound in every good work. Um, so, I can ask the question, what am I doing in these 24 hours that you really haven't called me to do? Because we sure don't want to be doing you know, extra stuff. Um, or things that he really didn't have for us. And then also that warrants the question, what am I not doing that you might have for me? What have I not undertaken for you? And then I just thought of some pitfalls that we should watch for, and I think that the Bible teaches about each one of these also. Pitfalls, things that can trip us up when we're trying to uh, create peace in our heart and in our home is legalism. You might imagine that I know a little bit about that um, from what I've told you. When I was, my babies were little and I was going to follow that schedule. I was not getting off. Right, Mom? And with the first one. And then I had to get off with the second one because the first one was getting out of school. And anyway, I just really learned that God gave me that schedule, um, but he didn't intend for it to be, for me to be a slave to the schedule. The schedule was for me. It was my slave. So I uh, was just thinking about, you know, if, if we think there's only one right way to do things, um, if, if it's not from God's word, we might need to rethink that and give ourselves grace in that area. Um, perfectionism is also going to hurt us. It's going to wear us out. Um, God did not make any perfectionists. We may have made ourselves that way. Um, so thinking that our work is never good enough, Um, is really going to make us tired. 
So we need to pray against that. People pleasing, saying yes because we are afraid to say no before men, not before God. Um, We want to please God. But one of my friends reminds me that the ask is not always the call. If you're asked to do something, that does not always mean that God is calling you to do that. So it takes a lot of time in prayer before him to decide yes or no. And no, there are only two answers, so we know that no is definitely appropriate a lot of times. Um, Feeling like maybe you need to say yes because no one else is, is kind of a red flag too. Um, So before making a commitment, maybe we need to, not maybe, we do need to go before God and go before our husbands. Hey, honey, um, I'm thinking about, you know, saying yes to this because it will affect them probably greatly. Um, So bringing your husband in on those decisions is always good and it makes for unity between the two of you. This is huge, I think, and a great way to honor God and to honor our husbands. Busyness is another tool of the enemy. Um, Like I was thinking before, he does want to distract us with all types of thoughts out there. Keeping us busy thinking or busy running here and there is a distraction. So we can guard against that if we're very careful. Um, Overcommitment is another pitfall for all of us, moms or not moms. There is pressure from outside to do and go and make and be and all these things make for a cranky mom and a cranky child. Um, So let's guard against overcommitment. And then worry and anxiety is also a red flag. If you're worried, overwhelmed, and anxious, um, God is wanting you to come to him, wanting me to come to him and say, Lord, I did this last night, Lord, I'm feeling very pressured. I know you're going to give me enough time to do what I need to do. Um, So please, you know, give me your peace in exchange for my to-do list. He will give us all that we need each day. We've already read that, and we already know that. So what do we learn from God's word about managing our time? This is what I wrote. When we allow God to be the manager of our time, he gives peace, he gives joy, and he accomplishes more than we could ever accomplish alone. He gets the glory, and that's the great thing. Like the psalmist in Psalm 139, will you ask God, and will I ask God to search my heart and to know, to show me what I'm doing that is pleasing to him about the way I spend my time and to show me anything that he would like to see me do differently? Will we ask him that? I think that's a great thing um, to do frequently. Um, we have time, I think, for questions or discussion or do y'all want to do that? I mean, have you have you thought of anything that you might want to ask? And then we have a little couple of other things to do. I think um, I mean, just anytime. I mean, when they're little and they see, I think it, you're not always by yourself when you're doing this, hopefully. And that they'll see. Are we will going you, too long? No. Will you repeat her question? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I need to do that. Sherry's asking how, what is the right time to start teaching our kids to spend time with the Lord themselves? Is that what you're asking? Um, well, I have a 12-year-old, and um, I asked him last night, what did y'all talk about at small group? And in my, I feel like it's late for him to not be spending time with the Lord alone, but I, I think that's my own personal thought. It may not be. But he said, we talked about being in God's Word, and um, so I just, he's very quiet, so I didn't want to pry. Um, 
I think it, it may be different for each child, um, but it, is, it will always be something that they need to know we're doing. Um, I personally am trying to not tell them it's something they have to do. I want them to see that it is the only thing that keeps me going. And I'm waiting for them to really make a time every day, but I am seeing, even in my eight-year-old, the desire. Mama, can we read, the, can we read my Bible before we go to bed? Um, just little comments like that. So I don't think it's ever too early to model it. Um, I think we need to pray, Lord, you know, what's the right time for this child? And, and should I, how, how much should I promote that, you know? It's probably different for each one. But I don't think it's ever too early for us to model it. And, you know, I mean, I do want to be by myself when I'm, by, when I'm with the Lord. But how great for them to come downstairs every once in a while and know. I mean, they know what I'm doing before they get up now. So, does that answer you? A deep desire to, to learn from his word. Do you think it would be different for each child? Gigi has a little bit older kids than I do. She's ahead of me, step ahead of me. So, and you know what? Great to find somebody that's a step ahead of you um, to coach, coach you and pray for you. Yes? What's a very tactful way? Well, um, how to say no in a graceful way, gracious way, when you're asked to do things because you're going to be asked to do things. Um, the truth is that you need to pray about it before you say yes. The truth is that you need to talk to your husband about it, and you can't do that at the time. Now, there are going to be some things you absolutely know you can do, but when you have to say no, when I have to say no, um, I'm probably too good at saying no, honestly. Kim, you probably would agree with that. Um, I can just type the email, I'm sorry, or I don't even say that. Sometimes I just don't sign up. I mean, it just depends on the situation, but I think um, the truth is, really, um, let, me, let me check my schedule um, and talk to my husband. And I'll say, say some, you know, I'll do some praying about that, especially if it's a big commitment or even if it's, you know, a play group or even if it's a play date. Kim, is that, does that answer your question a little bit? Or I think you want, you want, yeah, you want the pat answer that you can give every time. Well, I think uh, probably, and, and then God is a better person to ask for those words than I am, but um, that's what I, what I have said, because I do feel that. I'm, you know, it's that important, even if it's a three-hour deal. I mean, three hours is a big deal. So let me get back to you on that is what you can say. I'm not sure, but I would love to help if I can. Julie, did you have your hand up? Yeah. 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 And that probably is your heart. I mean, just speak the truth from your heart. And then, you know what? It's great for your friends and people that don't even know you to hear you say the truth, to hear you put that on God and say, you know, let me see what, um, what I get from that after I pray about it for a little bit and my husband, too, what he says. Did you have your hand up, Kim? Yeah, the immediate answer. When you get, Kim, I'm asking you, when you give an immediate answer, um, do you feel like you're pressured into that? 
Okay, so we know so we know that if there's pressure involved, then that's not the Lord. That's men. And it's not a bad thing. It, yeah, and that goes into the people pleasing and the feeling guilty. And, and, and really, bottom line, God either has that for you or he doesn't. You know, and, and that's, you can't really say that to everyone, but in your heart you can know, Lord, is this from you or is this not? You know, kind of going back to what am I doing that you wouldn't, you know, you really don't want me to do? Holly? I learned it the hard way as well. Don't learn it the hard way. Yeah, less is better when you're signing up for things. And like Holly said, as they get older, you will be saying yes or no most of the time to something. I mean, you've got, there's just so much. I mean, it happened to me this week. There was a big deal yesterday at school for our class, our seventh grade, and it was like, we need you to, you know, we need people to drive. We need this. We need that. And I knew that I needed that day. And I so wanted to be there. And one of my dearest friends was organizing it. And it was so hard for me to just say, I'll bring water. You know, that's all I can do. Or I didn't even say that's all I can do. I just said, I'll bring in the water. And, but God, I mean, yesterday he even confirmed to me, I want, I need you to be at home. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to take Doug to the airport, so we know that. But I think it's just being okay with saying no and knowing that that is probably God's plan for half the stuff, you know. Sherry, do you have something else? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you need to know yourself. You need to know yourself. But what you're doing is 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 a testimony to what is important. It doesn't work for our family. Our family. It's not just about you. It's about your husband and your kids too. Um, and a, another thing I learned the hard way is I think I said this earlier. White space on your calendar. We we need we need that. Um, it doesn't mean to say yes to the party or the whatever. And, and, and another good thing is to take it by season. Pray about your fall. That's kind of how it's going to probably unfold for you and your children is by semester later. It doesn't so much now, but pray about your fall. Are we going to do, you know, little gym? Are we going to do every party that we get invited to? Are we going, I mean, just those kinds of thoughts where you have the margin, like she said, you have the white space in case a friend needs you. Somebody's in the hospital, and then you don't have to rejuggle everything. Um, and God will work that out, because again, He He has His best plans for us if we will hold back and not, you know, fill our calendar full um, at the start. Yeah, it is. Then you know, yeah, you don't have to juggle. We don't have to struggle with making the decision. Does that help? Any other things to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, I just want to yell at my husband, get off the couch. Pick up some toys. Yeah. 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 So what is your biggest um, challenge? Is it, the, is it the staff everywhere or is it just the... <laughs> well, first of all, you give yourself grace for sure and know that God is hearing you and he wants order. He does want that. He wants fun uh, and merriment and, and welcoming atmosphere. But I, I can only tell you what, what helped me after all of those years of feeling that way is um, kind of having we had a couple of times during the day, like before they went to nap to take a nap, um, we, we picked up 
picked up everything and put it back where it went. And having a place for everything um, helped me. And they, they didn't always know where that was, but as they got older, they knew where things went. And then we would do it again before bedtime. I guess it was something in me that I felt like they couldn't sleep very well if their room was like chaos. But I can tell you with a 12-year-old boy, they sleep just fine when there's stuff everywhere. I've had to shut the door and not worry about it. But we had a couple different times when we picked up. And, and then, like I said, just kind of preparing for Dad to get home, made peace. I mean, light a candle, put some music on, and just, you know, say, this is going to be... I mean, I would even put my kids in their room. Okay, you need to do, do this for 30 minutes and that takes some training I mean it takes some time if, if we haven't done that but I think just having a couple of times where you stop what you're doing and kind of re-pick up you know maybe that will help um, but the whole balance thing is is God's work you know and if we're if we're open to him changing even if you took I think you, don't be overwhelmed I mean take one thing from today you know and put it into practice and see if it helps you know and see if it creates peace and it'll become a habit you know just one thing at a time and I mean I'm happy to get into that and talk to you more just about what I've gone through I can't speak for everyone but I would love to do that okay anybody oh yeah go ahead Definitely structuring the time is helpful, and I will say that was huge for me, is just to, over the days and weeks, teach my kids, this is your time to play by yourself, because they need to learn how to do that anyway, or play with each other, which mine were a little too far apart for that, but just to put them in their rooms, give them, you know, five or six things that they can look at and play with, and then you... You, because they need to see you being a mom too, and being a wife, and doing the, you know, doing the things that you need to do to keep the home. Um, that's going to be good for them to learn, you know, how to be preoccupied with themselves. Sherry, yeah. As soon as we finish this one, yeah, I said that yesterday. <laughs> Mine really hasn't learned that yet. Eight years old, I'm still saying the same thing. Because I can, my mom used to say this too about me. I left a trail around the house. She knew where I'd been and what I was doing because I left a trail. I have one of those. Okay, one more if anybody has anything. And then I have a plan. Go ahead. Shelly. Do you know what his love languages are? What his, what his, do you know about that? been a while since we've done it too and I thought just this week I need to I wrote I need to write these down again I need to remember that even one little thing out of that love language will be bigger to him than you know a lot of things I can think of um that would be one thing I think just um you know making make letting him see that you're available to him um just kind of an extra being about him which is yeah because does he help? I mean, sometimes they feel inadequate to help. And so it helped my husband to be able to have his own things he did with the baby. <clears throat> Those would be my... And pray. Pray for God to show you, you know, specific things you can do to make him feel loved. And talk to your daughter. Is it your daughter that you already have? About what a great daddy is and what a great husband he is. You know, and then you're saying it and you're remembering it. Just respecting him in any way that you can, um, I think would be what's going to help him the most. Okay, oh, one more. Okay. 
He'll see that you're working toward being with him, putting him first. And hopefully you're not asleep yet, <laughs> which I would be. <laughs> okay, um, well, let's, let's pray. And then after we, we do, um, I just want you, I have, there's a song that I found that I just want us to listen to. So we'll just sit silently after we pray and listen to the song, and um, it really hits the heart of what we've talked about today. And then y'all can just visit and mingle, and we have good. It's a good time. Okay, so let's let's close in prayer. <clears throat> God, you are so amazingly good um, to give us your truth, to give us your word, and mostly, Lord, to give us your love um, as you sent your Son. To die for us, we are able to have a relationship with you. And Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here that does not know that relationship with you, um, that they would very soon, that they would come and seek out those of us who do know you, Lord. Um, And we so want that for them as well. Thank you for um, the truth that you provided about time and priorities today, Lord. And I pray that each one of us would go home knowing a little bit more about you um, and about what your desire is for us and that we would go to your word, Lord, um, and spend more and more time there. Would you bless um, all my friends here, Lord, um, as we go and to just help us to... Um, to seek peace and and search for it and to maintain it, Lord, now for our families, for our husbands, and for our homes. In Christ's name I pray. Amen.